Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We would love to connect with you today for listening to our podcast. Please fill out a connect card on our website at c3naz.net. You can also support the ministries of Cross Community by giving online on our website. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. Now is the time where we take out our Bibles, however you get your Bible, whether it's in book form or in electronic form with a, a smart device or your, your phone or however you do that. Go ahead and open. We are continuing our series through the book of Colossians. And today we're in a passage that literally I could probably preach on for a month. I said could, not would. Uh, but uh, we are are really diving into, and I think this just beautifully lines up with our baptism services today, that these folks who are going to be baptized today are baptized into this story. And my hope and my challenge to those of you who are being baptized today is to realize this is the story that we are called to. This is the is the person that you hold on to from baptism throughout your life. And you will begin to see God continue to write you into his story more and more. And so I'm excited about sharing this with you today. Uh, so today we're going to be in Colossians chapter 1, just a few short verses, verses 15 through 20. Hear the word of the Lord this morning. This is Paul writing. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him, all things were created. How many things? Let me pause here. You may want to underline in your scriptures all the times that Paul uses the word all today. It is throughout these five verses. And so you may want to do that. Uh, Let's... Let's go, let's do this again. For in him, all things were created. How many things were created? Okay. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authority, all things have been created through him and for him. How many things have been created through him and for him? Okay. For he is before all things. How many things is he before? And in him, all things hold together. How many things hold together? In Him, that's right. And He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. So that in everything He might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all His fullness dwell in Him. How much of the fullness? And through Him to reconcile to Himself all things. How many things are reconciled? That's right, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through His blood shed on the cross. This is the Word of God for the people of God, both here and online, and our response is, thanks be to God. Well, we human beings, we love stories. 
I mean, we love stories, whether we're watching them in movie form or on the stage at a theater or whether we're just hanging out by the bonfire. I smelled a few of them going on last night in my neighborhood. We love to share stories. I mean, even if you're just telling what happened in your week at the office, you are sharing what? Stories. In fact, I want to tell this story. I, I heard this week, uh, some, somebody posted it on Facebook, but they said a kid showed up for trick-or-treating and all he had on the front of his shirt was, it said, I love ceilings. And the guy said, tell me about your costume. And he said, I'm a ceiling fan. He said, I gave him all the candy, all the candy I had. Like, this is just, this is a great kid. We love stories. <laughs> We just love stories. And part of what is happening together when we meet in places like this is that we are sharing a very ancient story. One that Paul says goes all the way back and is so vast and wide that it holds all of the universe together in one person. And that story makes all the difference. And baptism today, for those of you who are entering into baptism, is about being written into the story of this Jesus that Paul writes this beautiful poem or hymn about. And so today we're going to look at this because there are three things that this story, this poem, tells us today. And so I want us to look at that, and of course they all begin with C, because alliteration works to get it into your memory, and so write them on on down, it'll be good, or take notes on your smartphone. Number one, this story tells us that Jesus is the head of creation. We see this in verses 16 and 17. Again, here I've already outlined all these things. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth Things in God's space and our space, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. This part of the story of of Jesus being the head of creation is not about a culture war. It is not primarily about creationism versus science in this way. This story is primarily a story about trust. And what are we trusting? We are trusting that Jesus is the one that holds all things together. So let scientists look down to the most microscopic universe there can be. And we believe and know that Jesus holds that microscopic entity together. And let them find out how large and vast the known and visible universe is. And it only makes Jesus that much more incredible. Because in Him, all of that, from the smallest to the greatest, is held together. And we hold that to be foundational for our lives. That in Him all things hold together. 
Not in whether it happened this way or this way. I often say this when it comes to creation and the end of all things. We at Cross Community Church are more concerned with who began all things and who we will meet when all things end than we are with how all things began or how we get to the end. We focus Our focus, our determined focus is on Jesus and trusting that in Him all things hold together. We find out what life is all about by looking to Jesus, keeping our eyes focused on Him. That should be good news. (laughs) Number two, Jesus is the head of the church. I'm going to need you to hang in with me on this one. This one's a little tough. Let's read in verse 18. Paul's very blatant about it. He said, and he, Jesus, is the head of the body, which is the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. Jesus is the head of the church. This is getting more and more difficult I believe, to hold on to. Because this means that when you are baptized into this story that Paul has written down for us, it means that you are called to join a family. And a family is something that even if you decide not to be near together in, in close proximity to one another, you are still connected by genetics, by blood, You are still a family. It is not something you can easily leave. And when that family doesn't look like Jesus, then we as family members must challenge and cling. Everybody say challenge. Everybody say and. Which means there's going to be something on the other side. That means cling. Everybody say cling. Nowadays in our culture, we're seeing a lot of challenge. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I want you to hear me say that. When people look at the church, and especially when church people look at the church, and they see that there's a difference between the Jesus they read about in the Gospels and the church that is His body living out in the world... They should challenge. And we, as people who have been in church for a long time, I'm 51, almost 52 years old. I was coming to church nine months before I entered the world. (laughs) When we see that challenge, we should not look at that as their lack of faith. But maybe... Trust enough in the Jesus that holds all things together that we can receive that challenge and look into the mirror and see if there is some way that we as a body are called to repent and move in a new direction. Challenge is part of it. And I know there's a lot about deconstructing faith right now in our culture. And I want to just honestly say, I'm not afraid of that. Because I believe that in Him, all things, everybody say all, they all hold together. 
So let's talk. Let's, let's meet. Let's, let's listen. Let's see if there is some validity in the challenge of the deconstruction. However, there is also an and, right? There's an and. And what I would say to the deconstructionists is sometimes, and deconstruction is nothing new. Next year will be my 30th year of graduating from university. And I remember those who were deconstructing back then. And somehow, I don't know if it was this verse or just something that the Holy Spirit helped me understand, but I looked at those times and those people who were deconstructing, and they were deconstructing and deconstructing, and I just kind of began to wander and wanting to ask the question, when are we going to start to build? And so it's okay to challenge when we see that the church doesn't look like Jesus. But please, let's also hold on to the and because we believe that in Him all things hold together. And if we're striving to look like Jesus, then at some point He is going to give us the tools to cling to the church and to see it grow and to challenge and cling because we want this family to look like Jesus in our world. And so let's not be afraid of the challenge. But challengers, let's not be afraid of clinging. Let's not walk out the door with everything demolished and nothing to stand on. We have to hold both. And I believe those of you who are baptized, this is the challenge that you will experience in your lives. The challenge to hold on in the midst of the challenging times and to cling and be ready for what The church is going to build in the world that might look different than it does today. This story tells us that we can have the challenge and cling to this one in whom all things hold together. Number three, the image of God is complete in Jesus If you want to know what God looks like, look to Jesus. In fact, Jesus said to one of His own disciples, who said, show us the Father, Jesus, and then we'll know, we'll believe. And He says, if you have seen Me, you have seen the Father. There is no dichotomy in God where there is, you know, one who just is all about punishment and Jesus is the good guy who, who hides us from the angry one. No. If you want to know what God looks like, look at Jesus. Yes, we've talked about this time and time again. Part of love is discipline. And the Bible tells us that He disciplines the one that He loves. But it is always about love and about growing in to what He has called us to be and to do. Paul writes, the Son is the image of the invisible God. If you've wanted to ever know what God was like, I I suggest starting in the Gospel of Matthew and reading Mark and Luke and John and you will begin to know the heart of God. He goes on and says, For God was pleased to have all His fullness dwell in Him. If you were worried that that, I I don't know if that, that can be true, Paul wants to nail that one down. It wasn't just part of God's fullness. It was all of God's fullness. In fact, that's kind of a double meaning. All of fullness. Fullness does mean all, right? And all means full. So all of the fullness of God 
dwells in Jesus and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. To be baptized into this story, my friends, means that there is no situation where Jesus cannot bring salvation. It means that there is no place where Jesus cannot bring His peace today. It means that there is no hell where Jesus can't bring wholeness today, my friends. It means that there is no foe that Jesus cannot turn into a family member today because in Him all things hold together and through Him all All things have been reconciled to God. This is good news. This is good news. The truth is, those of you who are going to be baptized, you will hear many, many other stories in your life. And I want to be honest with you about that up front. You just will. In our day and age, you will hear the story of consumerism. You've probably heard it more Then you realize. And this story tells you that your worth will only come from what you're able to buy. The car you drive, the clothes you wear, the place where you eat. But the story of Jesus. But. Everybody say but. But. Our story tells us that in Jesus we have everything. Everything that we need. The story of capitalism and communism, you'll hear that throughout your growing up years. And these stories make enemies of people and stoke great fear among the people out in our world. But but our story tells us that God reconciled all things through Jesus The story of Jesus unites and brings close in Him, does not divide and stoke fear. That doesn't look like Jesus. You'll also hear the story of competition. It is everywhere in our world. And this story tells you that there is not enough And that your value can only come from who you beat, who you excel greater than on your way up the corporate ladder or the executive ladder or the political ladder or whichever ladder you choose to climb. But, (laughs) but our story tells us that the one who is supreme gave himself To set you and I free. To reconcile all things to himself. And to make peace. By even shedding his own blood on a cross. Giving up his own life in order for others to be reconciled and to join the family. So folks, these competing stories will seem very true. As you go out into the world. But if you're really honest. You will begin to find out. If you choose those stories. They all lead to a lot of stress and death. And stress is just. Death stretched out. Isn't it? 
folks today and those of you who are being baptized today, I want you to hear the good news that today through baptism you join this incredible, supreme, cosmic Christ story. Going under the water reminds us of Jesus going from death into new life. And so, when you, when you who have the t-shirts on, we can see you, they look like this. In baptism, when you go under the water, we are dying to ourself and coming back to new life in Jesus. That's the beautiful symbol of this. This water, I want you to know, the water that's in this tank, the water that's in this little bowl, it's just portage tap water. There's nothing magical about it. But the beauty of that is that when Jesus takes up the ordinary, He makes extraordinary things happen. And so today, in baptism, in this regular tap water, we are surrendering our ordinary lives to Jesus so that He can do extraordinary things through us. Whatever He calls us to. Water... Quenches our thirst. Jesus quenches our spiritual thirst. Water cleans us up. Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. We can float in water. I hope. (laughs) The presence of Jesus surrounds and supports us through every trial and in every situation. It is into this story that the five folks will now enter into this time. Now, here's a question. They're going to go, yes, yeah, those of you who are going to be baptized, go on. We're going to pray here in just a second. But for the rest of you who are not being baptized or those who are online, now that you've heard the story, and now that you've heard a little of the symbolism behind what baptism is all about. Will you consider baptism the next time? Will you? We'll probably do it sometime when it's warmer. (laughs) But even if we don't, the sanctuary has a heater. (laughs) And we would love for you to be a part of that. But let's bow our heads and pray together. And those who need to go get ready can go and get ready. Lord Jesus, I am so honored and privileged to be able to be a part of having you write these five people into your great story. I pray today that throughout their lives, as the other competing stories clamor for attention, they will cling to you, the one in whom all things hold together. So, Father, take this sacrament, this means of grace, of you taking ordinary water, And using it for extraordinary purposes. May you use this today to inspire us all. And if we have not said yes to you through the waters of baptism, 
would you challenge us to say yes. For we pray all these things in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. All right, we're starting today with little Leah Massoff, who is talkative and just ready. She's saying, I want to be a part of that story. So those of you, if you'll bring little Leah and family members, would you come on up as well? That's all right. Anybody here who's supporting? Now, I get asked a lot of questions about infant baptism. We believe that this is a grace that God gives. And before little Leah can do anything to earn God's favor in the waters of baptism, Jesus is saying, she's my girl. This means that Jesus today is writing a preface. If we're going to use the story symbol. He's writing a preface for Leah. He's writing her into his story. Now, at some point, she will have to say, yes, am I going to let Jesus continue to have the pen to write me into into his story? But we know that he loves her today and he wants her to experience his grace today. Will you come over and see me? What a beautiful girl. Oh, look at this little girl. Look at her. Oh, (laughs) welcome to the planet. So beautiful. My goodness. Well, part of this preface of letting Jesus write Leah's story is responsibility for us, for you as a family, for extended friends and family, and your church family. And so I start by asking you both, Trevor and Allie, will you do all that is in your power so that Leah will know how deeply she is loved by God. And will you bring her to church so she can learn and hear often about his love for her? Will you do everything you can so that she comes to give her life to the author of her story as soon as possible? If so, say, we will. And will you, family members and friends, brothers, Will you do everything to make sure that Leah knows that Jesus loves her? If so, say, we will. And church, friends, and family, will you be nursery workers, toddler workers, which we need more of, children's church helpers, youth pastors, and pastors, And just family members who will encourage Trevor and Allie in every way. If so, say, we will. We will. So now, Leah Massoth, it is my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, pray your blessing would be upon little Leah. May she grow, not just in wisdom and in stature, but in favor with you and in knowledge of your great love for her. May she come quickly to give her life to you, that you might write her story, knowing that it will lead to you day by day. We pray this in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. Don't you just want to hold her? She is so cute. My goodness. All right. I'm going to give you back to mom. Okay. Here we go. Oh. We have a flower here for you, mom, because you did all the work. (laughs) And we have this, this certificate of baptism. Thank you. you. Can we hear for our family one more time for the mass off? Okay, I believe I'm going to de-electrify and all those things and get ready for the next part of our service. But uh, when the person you are here to support, if you are supporting someone, your family or friend, when they enter in, if you want to stand, that lets them see that they've got people cheering them on, uh, you go ahead and do that. But uh, let's uh, be excited about what God is doing in this moment for these folks who are getting something is missing I need God in my heart and Jesus helps me with my mistakes I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. choosing to give my life to Jesus.
And I love Jesus, and I have him living in my heart. In quizzing, we've been learning about how Jesus got baptized, and in kids' church, we've been learning about what it means, baptism means, and how it makes you a new person. And the reason why I want to get baptized is because I love, is because I want to be just like Jesus, and I and I want to show everyone how much I love Him, and I want to be made new. you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What a beautiful day. Amen. I just feel like we need to sing, This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Lord Jesus, may we always live knowing that in you all things hold together. Pray that you would send us out to announce this good story. That we would be your body. That you would be the head of our church. Whenever we don't look like you, may you send folks among us to challenge us and to cling with us to you. We pray that you would continue to write us into your story, and we pray these things in your name. Would you stand and receive this blessing? 
And now, my brothers and my sisters, may you go knowing, let's say it together, in Him all things hold together. Go in His name. Have a great week. I send you out in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Blessings be on you. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.